Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to Self-Care Society Podcast. I'm Carrie Shaw, the host this week, and today we have Kelly Lowry from Athens, Ohio. Kelly is a community health worker with Hawking Athens Perry Community Action, and um, she's going to talk to us today about self-care. Kelly, would you like to give a little intro or bio about who you are? Absolutely. So as you said, I'm Kelly Lowry and I'm a community health worker and I work for um, Bringing Healthy Home, which is a program um, aimed at making pregnant mothers healthy um, for optimal healthy birth weights and not having preterm deliveries. Um, We set them up with food deliveries and resources. Um, We also have a new program that is called Food Rx. It's exactly what it sounds like. We're going to be giving food as prescriptions to make people people healthier, um, to get them on their plan of wellness. I'm also a yoga instructor um, and a guided meditation instructor with specialties in chair yoga and restorative yoga. And I'm also an Ayurveda specialist. If anyone is interested in knowing what that is, it's sort of just like the sister to yoga. Um, and it's really all just about a wellness plan. Um <clears throat> I'm a mother of three, a grandmother of five. Um, I have pretty deep Appalachian roots and I love where I'm from. Uh, nature calls to me every day. I can actually hear my birds chirping. I just put bird feet out yesterday. So I'm like, they must be coming. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thanks, Kelly. Kelly, and thanks for joining us today. Thank um, you. So for those of you who listen often, you know that we, um, focus on talking about people from the real to real perspective. So that meaning that um, we like to get to know who our guests are on the outside, and then we dig a little bit deeper and find out more about who they are on the inside. Um, So Kelly, when you think about the real Kelly, R-E-E-L, what comes to mind? How do people see you on the outside? Um, Well, of course, I think that you know, doing my own self-reflection has been a very deep, long process and it's ever-changing. It's definitely not linear. It goes ups and ups and downs um, with that. I feel that the way the community and people who don't know me see me, um, I think that they see me as a good resource. Um, I've, I've always said I must have a sign on my forehead and on my back that says I'm approachable. Um, <laughs> I find I, I find in, in the oddest places I am capable of helping people and people tend to just know that like they just gravitate towards me. I'm always the person that's standing there 
talking to strangers in the grocery store about healthier choices or a group connection on whether it be social media, like Facebook, like, oh, get on Woman of Athens. This is the greatest group, you know, just um, things like that. I, I think that um, people see me as someone who is compassionate. Fantastic. So you're a compassionate connector. <laughs> I think I am. I definitely am. I will say that the other day, my granddaughter, she's five years old. Uh, we were getting ready to go to Kid Fest here in Athens last Saturday. And um, she had said to me <clears throat> after watching me get ready um, in the bathroom, she said, Brammy, you look strong because I was wearing a tank top. And I looked at her and, and made a fist, you know, and put my arm up and I was like, oh, yeah. And she held it it's like she grabbed it with her hand. I like to check my muscle size. And then she <laughs> says, wow, you are strong. And I almost wanted to cry. I have to say it hit me really kind of hard. And then I had to, in my uh, journaling later that evening, I was thinking to myself and writing, why did that affect me so deeply? And there were a couple of things that I came up with. And one was, uh, I'm a very petite woman. I'm only 60 inches standing as tall as I can and 110 pounds wet on a great day. And um, one thing is I have really broad, big shoulders and big arms. I always kind of have. So like, I'm still not a size small t-shirt. Um, so it made me feel really happy and confident that what I felt is an insecurity she saw as being strong. And then also strength for me is definitely deeper than the physical attributes that you might see in a person. So I, I fed off of that energy that she gave me. And I was just like, thank you for seeing me. And um, yeah, that so that kind of was a really special moment for me that I really wanted to share that sometimes the things that we see as a negative or an insecurity, other people see in a more positive way. And I had to remind myself of that. So now I'm trying to be more self-compassionate to myself. And instead of putting myself down in my head, anytime I have a negative thought, I'm trying to flip it around and change that stinking thinking. <laughs> uh, so that's been something I've been working on as well. I love that. I love that. And what an awesome role model to be a strong Grammy. Thank you. Great. Yes, definitely. And I'm very, I am a young grandma. That's it. But anytime I ever tell people, you know, I'm a grandma, I have five kids and I'm only 45 years old. They're like, wow, you're so young to have. I'm like, yes, I was a teen mom myself. So I struggled with all of those issues as being a teen mom, trying to navigate the system, trying to go to college, trying to work full time. You know, I had three kids. They were all in activities. Uh, so being a community health worker for me has really just been about helping others navigate through a difficult system and difficult times that I myself have endured. Um, so that I've, I've really definitely wanted to mention that, that um, I think community health workers aren't really, um, we're not trained, we're made. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel that way um, because I think I was doing the work before I ever knew it had a name. Mm, yes. Yes. And yeah, just constantly helping people, even family members, like I can't call the electric company. Can you please do it? You know, people <laughs> have that anxiety and I'm like, sure, give me the phone. I'll pretend to be you all day. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly, that's, that's really interesting because it's now you're moving into kind of the real Kelly, the R E A L Kelly. Yes. So you're seen as being this strong person. You're seen as um, maybe this health expert and resource expert, um, but you have also really overcome a lot or gone through a lot um, to get to where you are today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
I was raised partly by um, a single father um, until I was 10 and I got a wonderful stepmother. But up until then, my biological mother had been in and out of mental institutions my entire life. Um, And she suffers. She's still alive, but she has suffered my entire life with mental illness to the point that she um, hasn't never been able to care for herself or anyone else. Um, That was there's lots of traumatic stories, I'm sure, that I can explain and talk about, but we don't have time for that today. Um, and so working through that was very difficult, like my entire life. And I kind of came from a family on my father's side that didn't really believe in mental illness. They had, there was a big stigma. Um, mm-hmm. And they just felt like, you know, she should just do better. She should just, you know, change her mind, wake up tomorrow and be better. So then I had my own um, mental illness diagnosis the first time when I was 15 years old with bipolar. And um, that was very hard for me because I saw what she had displayed and I didn't want to be that. Um, but that was full of lots of ups and downs. And then I finally, um, years later, I've, I've just, it's been a constant working on myself. Constantly working ask- on myself. Yeah, I was going to ask, so where does, um, where does yoga and self-care and wellness um, fit into this? Because I'm guessing there's a connection. There is. Um, I was, I went to the mental hospital twice myself for suicide attempts. Um, and I was just in a terrible place in my early 30s. And I, I just knew I needed to be better. And I was on a lot of medications. I didn't know whether I was coming or going. I didn't know if the physical, um, the mental, it was just all overwhelming. And I just knew that I needed to do something different. And getting into therapy and stuff in our area back then was way more difficult than it is now. So I literally used the best resource. There is the library. I went to my public library, Gloucester Community Library in Gloucester, and I just sat down there. I taught myself how to use a computer because my age, of course, I didn't get taught that in school. So I taught myself how to get on the computer. I checked out books and it was all based around getting myself well. I mean, I, I, nutrition, I studied nutrition. I studied exercise. I, I studied psychology, counseling myself. I mean, all of the things and self-care, self-compassion, self-soothing, all of the things. And then yoga kind of fell into it because I could get books on it and then I could check out magazines. Um, and so I just started putting in the work. I just started putting in the work for myself. Wow. Kelly, that that's amazing. Um, Thank you. And so much self-motivation. Yes. Yes, for sure. I I just knew that I didn't want to go down a path. And, you know, I had three beautiful, wonderful people that I had created that needed to see a strong, independent woman who can help herself. And that doesn't mean just saying, oh, I'm going to pull my bootstraps up today and I'm just going to get over it. No, no. I'm going to put in the hard work. Yeah, I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to laugh it out. I'm going to stretch it out. And then we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Well, fantastic. Um, And so now you use that lived experience to be a community health worker and help others. Yes, I do. Yeah. I try to um, not share or overshare with clients, but anytime that I can let them know, you know, I am literally not just here to fill out paperwork and to collect a paycheck. I have been there. I have honestly been there. Yeah. Yeah. You can speak from the heart. I can. Yeah. 
Um, so Kelly, I, w- I would like to hear more about your perspective on self ca- self care and your your practices because I know that you have a, a really strong self care practice. Um, like yes, you, I do. Yeah, can you talk about what that looks like for you and absolutely like how you use it to work with others? Yeah. So um, for me, I mentally check out. I try to check out. I always say it's like a a 10 minutes for me time, but most of the time it's not really 10 minutes, but even if it's five minutes, even if it's two minutes, even if it's 10 seconds, I don't have to close my eyes anymore, but I used to, I I literally just mentally check out. I do that multiple times a day. Um, And it's really just a check-in. I check in internally. I check in with myself. I make sure I'm, you know, self-loving myself with compassionate words in my mind I check in with how my body feels, starting from my toes all the way up to the top of my head, different sensations, itches, whatever I might feel. I just am aware and mindful of feeling that um, I pay attention to. So yeah, all of my senses. So I do that multiple times a day, like I said, for even a short period of time, Um, even sometimes right before I get out of the car to go in the grocery store, I may just sit there 30 seconds and just, and then be aware you know, of your surroundings, just little check-ins. Um, I think those are super, super important for people to do. Yeah. And we have exactly the tools that we need to do them, do that yes. all the time, right? Exactly. I mean, the only tool you need is just shutting down for, I mean, as, as much as you can. And when you have a hard time, because believe me, I have anxious times or, or panicky feeling times. Um, and I breathe. I do lots of breathing People should look up breathing techniques. There's lots of fun ones. Alternate nostril breathing is one of my favorites. It's really, really good for many things. It's a good reset for the brain. It helps with anxiety. It can even help with sinuses, allergies, migraines. So that's definitely something people should check into. Um, I do yoga a couple different times a day, but in little short bursts, I make sure that I do a full yoga routine, 30 minutes to an hour, three to four times a week. But my morning yoga routine is really more like just a stretching. Mm -hmm. So it may only be about 15 minutes, um, but it's really just stretching. So when I said people are like, oh, yoga, they think I'm doing some major. No, no, it's so simple. It's literally just some forward bends, you know, (laughs) some twisting, but, but I'm also being mindful at the same time not thinking about what I have to do next, not listening to the clock tick. It's just really about, I'm going to get my body woke up and started. Excellent. So I'm going to ask a question um, mm-hmm. that I, that we didn't, we haven't talked about this yet, but yeah. it, this has just sparked my interest. Um, mm-hmm. So you work in Appalachia, you work in um, some pretty rural communities where um, things like yoga and self-care might not be part of like the natural everyday conversation. Um, yeah. how, how do you, how do you talk about these practices with folks who just might not be very familiar with them and might be kind of turned off by the ideas? I do not use technical terms. Most of the time, that's why I tried to refer to when I said to you, my morning routine is really not about yoga. It's more about stretching. Uh-huh. So when we talk about um, stretching and moving our body. I don't sometimes say yoga because it can be off-putting to certain, um, to certain people because then they think, Oh, you know, you just want me to be like some kind of guru or, you know, or something. And I'm like, no, no, it's literally just about putting your breath to motion and being mindful and, and 
stretching. It's just stretching our muscles out are a great thing. Um, so I try to change wording slightly. Um, you know, I, I guess it's kind of the same as if you go to the doctor and you may not understand the terminology. I would never like to use the term dumb down. I hate that term. That's a terrible term, but I, I try to make it more fluid, you know, meet people at their level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how they, how they will understand it or, and, and be accepting of it sometimes is a little more difficult. Um, but it's possible. It is very possible. Um, I never tell people they're wrong. You know, I, it's all about just building. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone doesn't like something, that's fine. I can pivot, switch gears and we'll try a whole different aspect. If you don't want to stretch, let's take a walk. Let's go check the mail, (laughs) you know, and that's still physical activity and self-care. Um, people seem to know the term and they don't really understand what it means. And then some people think that it might mean just regular hygiene. And I let them know that is a part of self-care. Um, but when I'm like, when I talk to women in particular, I like to say, so, you know, the you women have different showerings, right? So sometimes you might just have the quick shower, you wash, you get out. And then some of us have that shower or bath where it's the smelly good stuff. We get to shave, we get to just stand in there and enjoy it. And I like to tell people, I feel to me, that's a little difference in taking the extra time for yourself. Just little things like that. Yeah. I love that. I recommend to people doing um, yoga poses, doing dishes. I, I still manually wash half my dishes all the time because I'm terrible loading my dishwasher. <laughs> so when I stand in front of my kitchen sink, I <clears throat> do um, tree pose often just using legs. So I'll alternate standing on one leg, um, just little minor things like that. You know, there's no sense I have to stand around two feet the whole time. I can switch around. And those little tiny things can make a huge difference in your balance. Um, you know, your all the things. Fantastic, Kelly. Those, that's some great, very easy to do ideas. There are. They are. Them. Yes. Sundays I spend with my plants. <laughs> every Sunday, so I even schedule self-care. And to me, that is a self-care. Um, even though my plants need water, they don't need me to talk to them and prune them constantly and get my hands in their soil, but it is soothing to me and I enjoy it. Um, and I, when I'm with them, I just think of nothing else except for turning on my mellow folk music station and I'm watering my plants and we're talking. <laughs> they don't talk, but I like to think <laughs> they might. I take pictures of the movement where they they move through, you know, their leaves move to where the sun is and I rotate them. And 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 that to me is self-care. I mean, um, you know, my daughter, she paints. Nice. Yeah. So I, I feel like self-care can be many, many things, but ultimately it's just mindfully taking the time for yourself. That's great, Kelly. Um, any final words? This has been really rich and it has, it has Um, lots of good suggestions. I just want people to remember that I love the stop the stinking thinking. Um, you know, today I was running a little late this morning and my first instinct was to tell myself, Oh, why would you do that? You, you should not, you know, set your alarm earlier. What's wrong with you? You fool. And now look at you, you're in a rush. And I got in my car and I stopped and I did my 30 second check-in before I put on my driveway. And I said, Ooh, you did it again. You are wonderful. You are great. You're going to do wonderful things today. And you're going to help empower young women and young mothers in this community. So get it together, girl. (laughs) And I was like, all right, now we're on our way. (laughs) 
That seems like a perfect way to end our session, Kelly. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing all these really good nuggets. And hopefully our listeners can take away um, some really valuable ideas here. Like stop thinking and thinking and um, to take that 15 or 20 second break in your day. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Self-Care Society and we will see you all next week. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care.